I just want to invest in people that really want to be the best that they can be. Hello, Low Nosters. This is Todd Screema and the lovely Robin Lavasser and the GOAT Jimmy Reed. We are doing a podcast and we kind of make up these topics as we go. Today, we thought we'd talk about will second mortgages eclipse first mortgage volume next year? Now, just saying that out of my mouth is kind of crazy, but we're in crazy times. So uh, I'll give you some things to think about um, and then we'll we'll just banter it around. So I never thought I would see second mortgages uh, eclipse uh, first mortgages. Of course, that the, the stat is 62% of Americans have an interest rate at 4% or less on their 30-year fixed. And as we all know, they don't want to give them up. <laughs> and so, uh, but yet we need cash, right? We need cash to uh, consolidate debt. Uh, it's, it's where most people's wealth is. So how do they get to that cash? Well, they're probably not going to refinance out of a 3% first into a 8% first to get cash out because the rates that they're they may not qualify, number one. Number two, um, the payment would be too high. So so uh, when this was first introduced to me, I thought it was kind of crazy. Um, and we are coming out with our own second mortgages. So selfishly, this is uh, uh, just something that has been on my mind the last couple of months heavily. And I'll tell you a quick story. I got a call from a friend of mine and she said, hey, I'm in this business. I knew what business she was in. She's like, I don't have any cash. Like I literally got 10 grand in my checking account. My mortgage alone is 10 grand. She said, I'm scared. I said, well, how much equity do you have in your house? She says, I have a 2.75% first and I've got $800,000 in, uh, in my house. I have $60,000 in consumer debt. And I would, I'm thinking of either redoing my first or getting a second. Yeah. In order to, um, in order to, like, I'm just freaked out. Like, I can't sleep at night. Like, I know it's not always great to take cash out of my house, but I'm scared. So I ran some math for her on this second, and this kind of blew my mind. Uh, so, in her example, she had this. Let me use a, an example I've got on my screen. So let's say that someone had, in in her case, she's got a high loan amount. So. $1.4 million, $1.49 million first at 3.375%. Damn. And she were to get an 11% second for 450000 which would be a lot. It's a lot. Her blended rate would be 5%. Now, I would have thought before I ran the math, her blended rate would go from 3.3 to like 8, but it's not. So, I, it, plus it makes all of her... De- Debt tax deductible. So there's a there's two things at play. One is the blended rate's not as as big as you think, and the other one is is that um, is that it makes her debts tax deductible. So there's a there are real valid ideas around this. Where I mean, I just say it. If someone who has a three percent rate ain't going to give it up, so they're going to do a second, and either the banks are going to do it or private mortgage banks are going to do it. Um, there's not a lot of those products out there, but there are new products hitting the market as we speak that basically they're being bundled and sold mostly to life insurance companies. And life insurance companies kind of look at it and say, 9, 10% rate of return. I've got to invest my cash. That's probably a good place to do it. The other thing that I found out going through this is since the banking crisis we had earlier this year, 
their LTVs got cut way down. So you used to be able to get an 80% LTV. Now most banks are around 60 or 70. So the yeah. private mortgage banks also fill that void. So it's a real topic. And, and I, think, I think also, and I say this from a marketing standpoint, the individuals that need these loans are also easy to identify. You can get lists up. Yeah. Well, the, the issue, Todd, is that the, we, there's loan officers are staying away from their database because they feel like trying to, to talk about refinancing feels weird when you have 3% for your fixed rate. Like, what they need a re, we need a reason. I'm a loan officer. We need a reason to contact our database that can be helpful. And, you know, you, your, your example is probably a California person and probably around San Francisco or something, but everything's relative, you know? Like, if you own a house that's worth six hundred thousand and you owe three, and you get a second for fifty thousand or a hundred grand, you know that can that can dramatically increase the monthly expenses, decrease the monthly expenses for a borrower and allow them to maybe invest in their house. Um, but for a loan officer, it gives me a loan that I could do and make some money. I mean, most of these loans are paid up to a point to the loan officer, and it's something which is better than nothing. And as we go through this winter. I think us loan officers need some way to help our past clients, some way to help our realtors, let's be <laughs> real, um, something that could close escrow, like something they could qualify for and could close escrow. So if we're lowering their overall housing and debt servicing, there's a good chance they're going to qualify and a good chance they'll take it. You know, trying to talk to people about a cash out refi with that huge spread in rates is, is difficult. But something like this, I think we got to put our arms around you know, at my branch, what we did is we created a refi worksheet that has their first mortgage, their debt, and it calculates their blended rate and their monthly savings. Because I really think our job as loan officers is to educate, communicate, and close on time. <laughs> and so if we have a way of doing that for our loan officers, um, which we created and made it super simple, we really dummied our version down because overcomplicating things can be confusing. It can make some sense. And on the backside, when rates, if rates do dip, it'll be sooner that I'll be able to refinance people and put those mortgages back together. To be that's what we're thinking around here, Robin. What are you guys thinking with all your loan officers? Yeah, well, I mean, I think the simple question is: Will second mortgages surpass first? Um, I think if interest rates stay the same or continue to climb, I think there is actually a, a, a better thought than we give it credit for, especially if the product expands. And I think that's what a lot of people are starting to look into and clue in on is, hey, this is going to be a need. And, you know, when you look at that, you know, we've all seen the statistics in the media, national debt um, on the rise, student loans coming out of the COVID forbearances, if you will, in addition to um, the supply chain opening back up and people needing to do things to their homes that they do own, right? And some people do not have that cash flow, that nest egg to put a roof on that's a mandatory, right? Fix that back deck that has to happen. Um, you know, the cost of college tuition continues to climb exponentially yep. and people need ways to put their children through school if that's what they're, you know, if that's what they're choosing to do. And so I just think that the overall cost of what life ultimately is um, has people wanting and needing to access. And if you can say, hey, the bulk of your financing is here at this really great rate on a 30 year and we can get you a, a maybe a 30 doing 15. And, you know, um, I, Tom, you mentioned a few things. One of the things that just for tax purposes, 
it, I do believe it has to be a closed end fixed rate second um, for any deduction to take place, not a HELOC. So we're talking on this podcast strictly about closed end, not HELOCs, right? Second mortgages, true second mortgages that are simply um, not purchase money, but refinance. Um, and they're a closed fixed amount where the entire amount is drawn day one, and there is a fixed payment to pay that off on an amortization. And so I think that when you can see that, people go, oh, I know what to expect. I know exactly how much money my monthly payment's going to be. I understand the blend. And by the way, I have no other way to access that cash or, and or it, it consolidates my payments into a really smart payment plan. Um, I think there's a really good opportunity there for a lot of people to access a second mortgage and it make a, a actually brilliant financial sense, not just, you know, some, sometimes a HELOC can feel a little more like uh, because it's open-ended, because there's um, such a variation of what can happen on a HELOC, I think that can feel a little riskier to people. They've been available for a very long time. This closed end, very few people do a closed fixed second mortgage that's not purchase money. So if that becomes a, a great product on the market, I think like Jim just said, I think everybody and their mother will be willing to call people and offer yeah. up that option. And I think it very well could surpass a first mortgage as a result of it. Well, we, yeah, don't, I mean, don't I tell you, go ahead, talk. A couple comments because I've been, uh, actually, if you're listening to this and you're a loan officer, I have a whole training program and marketing program uh, that I'm, by the time this is out, I will have done and I can text it to you or email it to you. Uh, but it really opens your eyes. So I'll, I'll tell you a couple stats. Uh, Americans today have $27 trillion in equity. $27 trillion. In equity? In equity. Wow. The first mortgage market next year is projected to do $1.6 trillion, right? So basically the same as this year. That's what Fannie and Freddie are saying. Wells Fargo in 2021 did over 300 billion seconds. 300 billion. Did loan volume? That's one company. So that was in 2021. I bet you they did 600 billion this year. Like it's... It's drastically increasing. Like the the numbers of second mortgages and HELOCs from 2020 to today is up. One article said it was up 580%. Like I don't know exactly what it's up, but it's up a lot. Then the other thing I would tell you, and I'm not going to use the company's name because it would be a little bit disparaging, but I went online myself last weekend and I'm like, I'm going to get a second. So I started shopping around. I made application to this one online lender, and they're a fintech company. They did five billion in seconds in 2021. Okay, five billion. I don't know what they did this last year or year to date. So I go online, and their rate was 8.75 percent. I compared it to our seconds; it was nine and a quarter percent. So my payment difference on a four hundred thousand dollars second was sixty dollars more. Their rates and their their charge for the loan, they charge five points, was $20,000. But our points. charge to do the same second was instead of five points, was one and a half points. And the loan officer is getting full comp. So these some of these products that are coming out, I think they're like, it's only for banks. It's only for banks. It's not. Well, well these things are quite Yeah, Todd, to your point, like loan officers, me included, I, when people called me for a second, I would just, honestly, I would steer them towards a bank and tell, 
honestly, yeah, for a long time, I just didn't want to deal with them because, you know, I thought they were always 20 grand and there's not, there's no income in it. And frankly, when that happens to me, when I do a loan and there's no real income in it, I kind of don't pay attention to the loan. And then I do a bad job, right? right. And then I lose the client's ticket me and I lost them. And so if you're, if you're a loan officer and you're listening to this, like, don't do that. Like, if you're going to do the loan, do the loan. Yes. And if we, and as there, as this opportunity comes up, the seconds are bigger and bigger and you can make a point or whatever on it. Um, you know, you're going to be able to do something through this winter to put some, put some money in the bank and pay some bills. So I think instead of just, you know, there's three different levels, right? One's ignore them. That's what I used to do. The other is do them and do a bad job. And the third one is embrace them. And so I think it's time for like us loan officers to realize for at least a little while here, we need to embrace seconds and be happy to do them and do a really good job at them. Make sure our process is the same that exists for a normal mortgage and not do it like, you know how you do a loan for family, you kind of half it. There's a word after yeah. half I don't want to use, but you kind of half it. So like I've seen people do seconds like that. So don't half it. Do it, do it all out and do it well. And I'm going to create a um, a niche within my database of people that I did a second for that in the not too distant future, I'm going to be able to do a loan for them again. And yeah, that's really what as loan officers, we got to focus on. You got to find two or three sources. You got to know the guidelines inside and out. And then you got to start hitting, hitting the telephone and helping people, especially through December, January, and February, where we tend to get a little more debt than we want. I think the opportunity is huge. Robin, you were going to, I think you had a thought. No, I really didn't. I mean, I think you guys are exactly right. I think this is a really, it may seem like a strange topic to send out to loan officers like, hey, our second mortgage is going to be a big thing. But I think that, um, you know, shy of the market really taking a spin where everybody and their mother's like, let's refinance, you know, into, into you know, a, a sub 5% on cash out refinances. I think this is actually a player in the game. And I think you brought up probably the single best point. And, and it's something I've always said as a loan officer in general. The answer from us in all product and all things should always be yes. And and yes, I'll look into it. Yes, I'll, you know, yes, I'll explore. And I think that we're all probably guilty, Jimmy, of being uh, very tunnel vision with what we know really well. And then, hey, call your bank for that. We don't do this. We don't do that. Yep. And the truth is, especially in this market, I can't tell you how many times I used to say no to a one-time construction loan. I started saying yes. And do you know how many of those people turned into just a normal purchase of buying a house down the street instead of a one-time construction loan? But if you say no, you lose the curiosity and the connection right then and there. And so really, it's a open your mind up that this is very, very possibly, and I think already there by the stats you just gave, Todd, a very viable product. And it's one that we all need to be not only aware of, but keeping pace with, paying attention to, um, and and talking outwardly to our clients about um, from, from the get-go. Yep. Yeah, it's just a, it's a real mindset shift. Uh, the biggest aggregator of seconds in the nation, their average loan amount year to date is one hundred and ninety seven thousand. So I'm like Jim, like when you said twenty thirty thousand dollars seconds, that's what I'm thinking, yep. right? It's not in Eugene, Oregon. It is okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Wichita, Kansas. Uh, yeah, yeah. So, but again, Jim, to your point is. Okay, so your average loan amount is one hundred fifty or two hundred thousand, but you're able to do thirty of them through the winter. Now, as soon as fixed rates go say down to five, these programs are gone. Yep. 
So this is a very temporary, I think, six months, nine months, 12 months, year and a half max. But it's also possibly a double dip, Todd, because if people all of a sudden take a second mortgage at 11 on a fixed rate, there are programs out there right now, just in the standard, that, hey, on that fixed rate, if you haven't touched that second for over a year, uh, they don't even consider it cash out. And you can literally then consolidate your really low rate with your higher rate. And if your new long-term rate is lower, like you win again, which is, I, I only say that, you guys, because if there's truly a benefit to the client, then again, a loan officer is doing yet another loan with great advice for those yep. clients um, as a result of it. So it could be a a stair step, if you will, into additional business down the road. Absolutely. 100%. I think for most clients, you know, it dep- every scenario is different, but maybe they free up a thousand bucks a month in cash flow because they're doing a debt consolidation. And then when they can refinance again, you save them another three or $400 a month. So it really is probably a two-step process. I don't think these are loans that are going to be on the books for five, 10 years. Like I just, I think they'll end up getting refinanced and it's a, it's just different to think about. It's been a real eye opener for me. I started researching myself and I'm like, how much seconds are really out there? I don't know the exact number uh, between just the banks that I know about. I think this year alone, there's my get. This is a total guess, guys. This is not proven at all. I think that this year, the first mortgage market will do about 1.6 trillion trillion in loans. I think half of that again was seconds. So I think there's probably if if you look at the end of this year in 2023, there's probably 800 billion in seconds, which is half of 1.6 trillion. So. It's already a big market. You could say it's 30% of all the loans today. I think we're going to 50, 60, 70 next yeah. year. That's what I think. So it'll be a big market. I don't know if it'll eclipse first mortgages, but it, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. And so we have to think different as originators on how to do that. If you guys want, yeah, I, I developed this great, again, by the time this is out, this will all be done. So actual training on the seconds, but then exactly how to market them, where to find these people, how social media posts, like I did all that stuff for you. So if you want that as a resource, simply email me and I'll be able to email it to you. I'll be putting on some webinars as well, but um, so you can catch it live. But if you want that recording, you can email me at T-S-C-R-I-M-A, T-Screama at summitfunding.net. And I'll be able to email it to you and you can just watch it and get a, a good hour's worth of education and really in one hour kind of know this product and how to sell it. And so if you're interested in that, shoot me an email and I'll have it done by the by the time this is out in December. Bust. Cool. Good, good, guys. Yep. Good, good. We're just trying to find a way to get more loans. We just want more loans. Yeah. Right? And sometimes you got to pivot. This is a pretty big pivot, but it's probably a pivot that'll be here all of next year is my guess. Okay. Thanks, Jim. Thanks, Robin. Appreciate you guys. Have a beautiful month.